Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable design to help you create a home you love. We share practical tips from how to style shelves, make a bed, or pick the perfect paint color for your space. And we aren't afraid to share the highs and lows of our own decorating journeys. Join the conversation as we make our homes a beautiful dwelling place. Today, we're interviewing Kelly Briggs, a homeschooling mom of four who runs a Simple Home Mom blog, creating home management resources for overwhelmed stay-at-home moms. We'll discuss our cleaning routines and take a quiz about our housekeeping habits. So, as always, we like to start off with some highs and lows. Kelly, as a guest of honor, we would love it if you would go first and maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So highs and lows. Hi for this week was on Monday. My husband has every second Monday off. We went swimming to this beach. That's really close to our house. There's nobody there. It's just this lovely little beach on a lake. And it was just us for two and a half hours. And that was Aww. beautiful and wonderful. And it's been cold almost every day since I don't know if we're going to see any more summer. So that was great. That was a good high for this week. A low was today. And one of my little guys hit his teeth and they are hurting. I'm like, oh no. And he wouldn't eat, he couldn't eat supper. And I'm like, we'll see how he is tomorrow. But that's always a low Aww. when your kids get hurt. Yeah. So Kelly, you're in Canada. What's like temperatures there? Well, it varies all over Canada because of course Canada spreads pretty wide. Right now I'm on the East Coast. So the farthest, you know, you can pretty much get, we're pretty comparable to like Maine because we're just right above Maine right now. Like today, we also read temperature in Celsius. We're not Fahrenheit. So I would have to Google that for you. Okay. <laughs> but like today was probably, I don't know, 15 degrees Celsius. So 15 C in Fahrenheit would be um, 59 Fahrenheit today. And it, okay. it felt like a fall day for us here. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I am ready to stop shaving, but I'm not ready for the cold. <laughs> cold but wait, so what day was it that you swam Monday like, so and Monday was okay. It was about 24 Celsius, but in Fahrenheit, that is about 75. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> I was like, you went swimming in 59. That's cold. Yeah. No, on Monday, it was still like around 75 Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. So it was totally nice and warm. The lake was warm, but today it was like fall day. I'm like, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. when this episode airs, it's actually going to come out beginning of November. So we'll be full on fall into starting mm -hmm. to get into winter a little. Mm -hmm. mm. It kind of ties in with my low because my low is related to decorating for fall. So I filmed my fall cleaning and decorating video for YouTube. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole thing, it kind of started off really rough because I was trying to decorate with the kids, which worked out a lot better when they were a little bit younger. But as it was, they were like really loud and excited and putting pumpkins everywhere <laughs> and bats everywhere. And it was just too much. and It was stressing me out. So we kind of decorated and then they went off to go out for the rest of the day with my husband up to my in-law's farm. So then I could like redecorate and clean. So it started going better. My camera battery died. I had to charge it. And so I'm using my phone, but I'm, I'm pushing through. It's, it's going. 
And then I'm almost to the end of filming everything. And I just want one final shot of like this candle in this tray on the table with the dried hydrangeas and the vase. And so I light the candle and I'm like kind of like panning around it with my phone. And it's like dark, like evening by this time. So like there's a nice glow and I'm panning along and I'm like, flame looks really bright. And then I hear this crackle. Are the hydrangeas on fire? No. <laughs> and they were on fire. Oh I, no. And I felt like this plume of smoke coming up. And so I'm like, oh, and I like dropped my phone and had to try to like put out the fire. <laughs> no. The smoke, like clouds of smoke. <gasps> And uh, you could hear me in the background like oh, I tried to blow out the fire and then there's like ash bits everywhere afterwards please tell me you're gonna put that into yeah, the video it's definitely still gonna be in the video because uh-huh. it, it was really funny was it the green ones that I gave you yeah yeah it was well because I now have pink ones if you want to take some oh. they'll dry more pink yeah because you're Maybe. a pink girl Maybe I better switch them out so that yeah. I don't have slightly singed hydrangeas. Right. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, that was kind of my my low moment. Although it was really funny to me after the fact, it was also really funny trying to explain to Brian what happened because he walked in and was like, "What is burning? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing right now." So we're all good. My high is that I rented a jackhammer although technically i should say i have reserved the jackhammer (laughs) but i have not yet picked it up because i have to pick it up tomorrow but i've been wanting to get our front steps fixed forever especially because months ago one of the railings fell off it's cement and it's just crumbling and so since july i've been putting it on our project list every month like this is a month we're going to replace these stairs and it's Still hasn't happened yet so every time i go to home depot with brian i'm like let's go look at the stairs like trying to move this along and that hasn't really gotten very far so then this last time we went to home depot i was like let's go look at the rental tools and so we went and looked at the jackhammers <laughs> and i was like maybe we should just rent one and so while we were standing there looking at the jackhammers i pulled up the website on my phone and like went through and rented it <laughs> and when he's like i'm pretty sure we would need a small one you know when we get around to it and i was like look it's done (laughs) (laughs) the only downside that i have going on now because like i fully intend to try to use it myself because i think it would be really fun i think it would be fun for some reason a jackhammer (laughs) is not as scary to me as like a saw (laughs) emily you're insane (laughs) you just have to like hold it and like direct it's the same with the saw that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. I think like it's scary. I feel like it could be mm-hmm. like worse than a saw because it's going to be so powerful that like what if you just like make a mistake and go a little bit farther and then hit your foot or something? I don't know. Or take out the trim on your door. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems more stable. Now, curious, big you... steps, Emily. They are. Do you definitely need a jackhammer? Because when we did got rid of our cement stoop, Ryan just took a sledgehammer to it. Yeah, Brian had said that might be an option too, but I think that was part of the reason he's been putting it off because he doesn't 
want to actually do the sledgehammer and go oh. through the work of it. So that's why I was thinking the jackhammer would be easier. Okay. Well, keep us posted. Yeah, I will. And stay I don't safe. Know, like, do you start at the top step and work your way down, or do you start at? The we bottom? don't know, Emily. <laughs> We've never done this. I'm gonna have to do some YouTubing to find out mm-hmm. how to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, my high for this week is a very special high for me. So I've been wanting to attend some birds. Um, And I finally had the opportunity to with our friend Rebecca. She just had a little boy and I was able to be with her through the whole process and document the birth for her and be her like support person besides her husband. And it was just a miraculous, incredible moment. This woman is so strong. Her husband and I were talking afterwards. We're like, I don't know how she did it because she mm-hmm. did not have an easy labor and delivery at all. But praise the Lord, he is safe and sound and she's recovering well. And that was the highest of all highs I could ask for this Aww. week. <laughs> That's so cool. So I really don't have a low. Maybe lack of sleep a little Maybe bit. Maybe lack but... of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but That's yeah, really was- awesome. It was super awesome. Well, so my high is not as exciting. I got a bonus at work. It was like, I work for this nonprofit and we did a grant funding thing. And so we all got bonuses. So I was like, oh yes, finally I can get my new dining chairs. Cause I've been wanting dining room chairs for a long time. And it just kind of become this saga that happened where I bought some from Amazon and they're like this Windsor style because I've been wanting to go a little bit more traditional and I used to have the, I don't think they're Ames chair. Are they Ames chairs, Emily? What are they no, called? No, no. What are they called? They're not they're, egg chairs either. They're like white. It's not athletes. tulip, is it? Or is it like a bucket seat? Something. Tulip, maybe. They're mid-century modern and they're white plastic with wooden legs. Cross legs. Black mm-hmm. crossbars in between the wooden the natural wood legs and I've had those for seven years like when we first moved into the home I bought them and I'm just not as mid-century anymore and I'm trying to be more traditional so and plus they're falling apart (laughs) because there's you know plastic and old I got the Windsor chairs and it's actually the same chairs that Brie has she has them in white and I wanted them in black so on the Amazon, like the listing, the product details, it said that they were 225 kilograms. In Canada, do they do kilograms instead yeah. of pounds? Okay. We do so, both. So 225 kilograms is a lot. Like I looked it up. It's 625 pounds. So that's how much weight it said that it holds. Like big people mm-hmm. <laughs> sit on it. And it went, when they came in, it said 225 pounds. And I was like, what the heck? The listing said <sighs> kg like why would they you know like it was wrong and I have like a family of larger people (laughs) and Ryan my husband Ryan and I are larger ourselves and I just like when they came in I just was not feeling good about them they didn't feel sturdy to me they didn't feel like they would stand the test of time they also because they were black they're like some of them were already chipping and I was like I don't want to deal with this so I was going back and forth and then I was on Facebook marketplace and I saw these ladder back, they're called 17th century old English ladder back chairs from restoration hardware. There was a set of six, which I'm looking for six. 
and they were natural wood color maybe these are the ones like this would be better and then I'll ship back the other ones I had Ryan get them because he was working in the area where they were it was like 45 minutes away from my house but he happened to be working there so he was able to pick them up and we got a deal we got them for $500 which is really pretty good for six chairs like it comes out to being like 83 bucks a piece which Mm. is cheaper than what the amazon chairs were and restoration hardware yeah and they're solid oak so they're really good but and so (laughs) i say i'm kind of a larger person so i was really nervous because i have really large hips and i was like nervous because they have um arms so i was like what if i don't fit into them so i had her the lady on facebook marketplace measure them and I was like, I talked to my husband. I was like, sit in it. Tell me if you think my butt will fit. Like I had my husband <laughs> measure my butt while I'm sitting. <laughs> so he could like go and measure. And so he called me and he's like, Kimmy, I think these will fit you. They're really big. Like that's great. I was like, wow. Okay. Awesome. I was like, well then go ahead and get them. So he got them and he, he brings them home. And guys, <laughs> when he walked in the house with them, I just started like dying laughing because these chairs, guys, <laughs> they look like they're like made for like wizards and I'm in like a <laughs> hobbit house. Like, like they're huge. They're both kings. They're like king chairs. <laughs> Come into my house because they're really tall and they're really wide and they look literally like Like, I almost was thinking of, like, you know, when you go, like, in the Adirondacks and stuff, they have those, like, really big chairs that you take pictures on. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what what Jude sat in one. That's what it reminded (laughs) me. I was like, guys, these are so big. And I, like, couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, this is so (laughs) hilarious how big they are. I'm like, no wonder my butt can fit in this because it's so big. But long story short. it's a high because I think we're going to keep well I mean we have to keep them at this point because it's Facebook marketplace (laughs) so they don't fit under my table to push that's like a half an inch which I knew it wouldn't but I got razor like risers and they're coming in tomorrow for the table so I think I'll be able to push them in and maybe they won't look so giant (laughs) I don't know you guys are gonna have to see I'll post a picture and you Everyone will have to see and weigh in if you think they look like way too big <laughs> for my house. <laughs> uh, but I love the style. I love the color. They're so like well made. They feel really good. Are they comfortable? So, they're comfortable. Good. So the only thing that's annoying is trying to, and I, so I'm nine months pregnant. So sitting in it and trying to move myself into the table. I can't like my belly hits and then I can't because of the arms I can't really get in (laughs) so I've been eating my food like when we're (laughs) sitting at the table I just eat it on my stomach (laughs) everyone else is at the table so I don't know we're gonna have to figure that out Emily and Brie when you guys come over you'll have to tell me what you think (laughs) yeah I'm excited to see these yeah they're just they're so big it's like comical (laughs) how big they are (laughs) so that's my high my low is kind of a segue into what we're going to be talking about because like I said I'm nine months pregnant I've been having a really hard time just keeping up with my house (laughs) you know part of it is because I'm like exhausted all the time 
um, and I have a toddler at home and I'm still working from home with while watching my toddler. So that's like kind of all of it. But I had a, a baby sprinkle recently and I like told my mom, I was like, we'll host it at my house. Cause I didn't want to like put my mom out and have like, I invited like a ton of people and I was like, I'll just do it at my house. So it's easier on you. But it was like kind of a nightmare train wreck because I like my house was just like a disaster and I didn't have energy to clean. <laughs> it ended up okay. But I just knew that like I was thinking about it. I was like, man, if I had like a routine or like I was just better about keeping up on things right now, it wouldn't have been such a crazy disaster and so stressful. And so it's kind of like my segue into what we're going to talk about, because I definitely want to come up with a routine and a schedule and all those things, especially when Mm -hmm. I have a newborn come in, it's not going to get easier. (laughs) It's going to get a lot harder. I won't be, I'm quitting my job, which is very exciting for me. So I'm going to have that not to worry about, but I'm going to have a newborn. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so anyways, I guess that's my segue into what we're going to be talking about. Kimmy, I just want to tell you though, before we get into that, is that anytime I had a baby, cause I have four of them pretty much for a year, like a good year, I have to, or had to let go of a lot, like just be like, okay, they're fed check. I did the laundry check. I put on the dishes check. Anything else was bonus <laughs> outside of that. Yeah. I usually kept like my bedroom tidy because I needed some kind of sanity probably for a good year. I think the six month mark is like, you feel a bit of a change. Like you have more energy than you're feeling a little bit of change, but really like a year. And so your routines and stuff are going to just look a lot more different. You could just focus on like laundry, the meals and dishes, honest to goodness. Like that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really, really good advice. I think because I've been in like nesting mode and trying to like organize every single thing I've not been keeping up with all those basics and Mm -hmm. that's what's bothering me yeah it's like I hear you oh my basement is all organized now but the rest of my house is a disaster and (laughs) so but that's really good to just give me kind of that permission yeah Uh yeah it just naturally (laughs) happens and like I used to stress over it (laughs) too you know just be like ah Um, And my husband, he still stresses over everything, even though our youngest is three, because he grew up with his parents and him grew up with the grandmother and she kept everything perfectly clean and tidy. So he gets triggered by mess all the time. Not constantly. Like we have four children. Uh, We're home all the time. Like we homeschool, it's going to be messy. And he knows this It's just like a trigger for him. So it's really hard for him to just like let go. And I'm like, the dishes are done. Laundry's done. The kids are fed. The other stuff will get caught up on. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I had to let go too after having my kids, but especially after having the second one. And my husband really encouraged me being like, you are doing such a good job. Like, again, like you said, just getting back to those basics and all the other stuff doesn't matter. What matters is you being present with your kids and raising them and you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You are too, Kimmy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And with that, we'll take a break. And then when we come back, we'll dive more into this discussion about cleaning routines and housekeeping and all of that stuff. This episode is brought to you by me, Emily, the Minimalish Mama. 
Getting rid of clutter, physical, digital, financial, and spiritual, sets us free from overwhelm, shame, and mom guilt. It creates space in our home, schedule, and soul for prioritizing what really matters in life. But getting started is the hardest part. Enter your free guide to decluttering your life. This free guide has checklists for what to get rid of now in every room. 155 things to be exact. Plus, how to reclaim your time and joy from comparison and guilt, and how to create space for what you really love. It contains over 20 pages of my best tips for decluttering and organizing, and the best part is that it's completely free. You can download your free Decluttering Your Life guide at the link in the show notes or from theminimalishmama.com. So to start off our discussion about cleaning routines, let's talk a little bit about what we each do currently like what our current routine is and maybe like some pain points that we have my routine is I have no routine (laughs) (laughs) I probably should implement some things but in the past especially when I lived in the apartment before this house for kids I didn't need a routine because it was just the two of us but then since coming to this house I don't know just things are so so different and I put a lot of pressure on myself to like keep the house tidy all the time. Well, that's really easy when you have a newborn, not so easy when you have a toddler and then a newborn and then two toddlers. Like that's just, it's very hard. And so I've kind of had, again, like my husband said (laughs) to let things go. Cause I used to take a list of like every little task I wanted to get done. Like I want to clean this. I want to vacuum this. I want to clean out my refrigerator. And then I would get so disappointed with myself if I didn't get everything checked off the list. And then it ended up not being helpful or productive or encouraging at all. And my husband really encouraged me. He's like, can you not do the list anymore? And let's just see how that goes. And I tell you what, that was like a weight off of my shoulders. But now I think I've gone to the other end and I need Mm -hmm. to like kind of bring it back in. So I've started doing instead of a physical list, I have like a list on my phone, like a running thing that I can just check on and off. I'm not putting the pressure on myself to have guilt if I don't get everything off of it. But like you said, having those daily tasks that you got to do every day. And I do those things, but sometimes it does pile up and then you're like, I can't take this anymore. (laughs) So that's my (laughs) routine, quote unquote. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really relate to that struggle too of like feeling disappointed or like if I've not been productive enough or whatever if I don't, you know, get everything checked off on my list. And I've kind of adopted a running schedule. Well, and it's different too in the summer than in the fall. In the summertime, it's like when it gets really dirty, then we'll clean. Yeah. <laughs> Now that we're kind of back into the fall and the regular swing of things and my days are more structured, it makes it a little bit easier for me to have like a 15 to 30 minute chunk of time in the morning where I do laundry, dishes, or, you know, any little cleaning tasks that have to get done. Or at night after the kids are in bed, there might be a chunk of time where I can do like my household like sweep basically is what I call it, where I just kind of go through the house and pick up 
stuff and clean up any big messes that kind of helps especially with kind of trying to get back into your routine now in the fall and what I've done for a long time is just write out a list in my planner because I use a planner every day it's just a bullet journal so it's really simple but I'll just write out a list for the beginning of the week of all the cleaning tasks that need to get done and then as I have time through the week then I'll cross them off and if I don't get to things by the end of the week then Saturday is kind of the catch-up day and I'll try to get other people involved Mm -hmm. too to help and we all kind of try to pitch in and get the house cleaned up the rest of the way but there's some things I'll only do like once a season you know like the big spring cleaning yeah some of those bigger tasks like taking down curtains that need to be washed you know the filter of the dishwasher like I've never washed my curtains. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, there's a lot of extra things on my list because of my small dog has some issues. So, <laughs> like, probably shampooing carpets is not a weekly thing for most people, but it is around here. <laughs> so, that's basically my routine, I would say. I think for me, there was always three things. Right now, I've not been keeping up with much, just being very pregnant. (laughs) But I've tried to always do laundry every weekday. We have tenants that we rent our half of our house to, and they do laundry. We have to split who does laundry when because we can't do our laundry at the same time because Ryan rigged how the dryers work. (laughs) So they like trip the breaker if they're both on at the same time. So they use their laundry on weekends and then I do every weekday. I always try to do like all my sheets and towels and stuff on Fridays because I do them once a week. I'm kind of neurotic about that. (laughs) I do laundry every day, but the pain point would be that I'm not folding and putting it away. So often the laundry ends up in my bedroom on the floor. Right now it's all on my dining room table because I was going to try to get to it today while I was playing with my son but it didn't really happen (laughs) and then I try to always do dishes every day and tidy the house before bed and things because I'm very a big tidier but I am very very bad at dusting very bad Mm -hmm. at dusting very bad at vacuuming and mopping (laughs) and I only really do that kind of stuff when we have like a big party or like lots of company coming over. I'm pretty good with the bathroom because that skeeves me out. So I do that definitely once a week, sometimes twice, depending. Okay, so this is going to sound like, you know, when you are in a job interview and somebody's like, so what's your weakness? And they're always like, well, I'm just too good at such and such. (laughs) I'm like so perfect, you know. So I feel like what I'm about to say is going to sound like that, but. (laughs) I think the reason I don't do things like dusting and like sweeping and well I sweep but mopping is because I'm like all or nothing in my head and it's like if I can't do this perfectly then I'm not gonna do it and I'm just gonna put it off for me dusting isn't a feather duster just going around like you need to remove everything wipe everything down like each item off with like a dust mitt not because sometimes I feel like those dust feather dusters are just like moving the dust (laughs) around the room Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then I just don't do it at all and it's like well what would be better honestly (laughs) I think a feather duster would be better so I need to let that go and not be like a perfectionist about it that's I think one of my biggest things is I'm like have to be like I need a 
an hour to be able to sweep and mop the whole house. But then I never get that hour. So then I never do it. And it's like what you said, Emily, like you're like, I have a 15 minute chunk. So I just got to do something. I've heard a quote done is better than perfect. Yeah, for sure. So that's something I need to work on. (laughs) So that's me. So Kelly, do you have any (laughs) tips or anything that you think would help us or help our listeners? So I can share kind of what I do. I do share it in my Instagram stories pretty much every day too. I'm very much an advocate of adjusting to life. I've been talking about that a lot lately because a lot of us do struggle with perfectionism or feeling like we have to have it perfect by the end of the day. I was there too when I had two kids and then I kind of broke with my third. So I talk about that too, but I do have like a daily chore task list that I refer to. Um, I use it as a guide but I don't beat myself up. If I don't get to everything, I kind of just adjust it the next day to be like, okay, I missed hand wash washing dishes for a week. I should probably do that tomorrow in my daily. I like to get them done daily, but I don't always, it's the thing I don't really like doing probably because my hands get so dry. I don't know. You need gloves. I do, but then my hands like break out. I don't know. Anyways, it's weird, but yeah. So I have a daily task list guide and I kind of look at it every day. It's usually, you know, just things like laundry dishes, make my bed. I like to make my bed, you know, flip it down in the morning. Cause it airs it out. And we have a dog and like two kids who usually end up in our bed. So there's four of us and a dog. I'm like, it needs to air out <laughs> necessity. <laughs> um, tidy up our bedrooms. Like all of us in the morning do that. Remember I, we homeschool. So I have time in the morning and get the laundry on, get it hung or dried, let me think of what else is on there, right? Like a quick sweep. And I, what you're saying there, Kimmy is like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to like the perfectionism. Like oftentimes I'm like, oh, I can't vacuum the kitchen and the dining room and the living room. So therefore I'm not going to bother thinking about it all. Um, so (laughs) I can totally relate to that. So I'd like to do like a quick sweep, you know, if it's really bad in the kitchen or something. So like basics, um, every day, but there's usually a couple things I don't always get to. So the daily checklist, and then I have like a loop chore task that I get done. That's for all the extra things, except for things that are like scheduled monthly. Like we try to do our dishwasher filter monthly. Remember, remind, just let you know, I have seven people in our house, including mm. my dad host, host, host. I know, um, <laughs> the accent. So we do need to do that once a month at least because it gets so gunked up otherwise. And those kind of things, I I don't really write them down. It's more of like, I know what they are. And like, you know, we have to check our tires and our car and the oil once a month. We have to ch- clean our heat pumps. Like it's not that many things. And I, I'm just very good at remembering it. But I also write it down in my monthly planner, but the loop chore are for things like I I start in different areas. Like right now I'm working on the bedrooms and I kind of decide what I want to focus on in each area right now. I'm doing every room cleaning, focusing on cleaning. Um, sometimes I just decluttering or sometimes I'm just, you know, doing a bit of cleaning and organizing, but right now I felt like doing kind of cleaning and like kind of all of it whatever I felt like, cause I haven't in a long time, probably since we moved in here four years ago, <laughs> right now I'm working on my daughter's bedroom. It's taken me three days. I've cleaned her window. <laughs> and when I'm done Josie's room in full, which I almost am, I'm probably going to move on to one of my son's rooms. I try to like give my kids, my older kids, three boys responsibility over their bedrooms. Um, and kind of like not look at it too much, but I'll probably go in and touch up a couple of things. Like they can't magic eraser, like they can't handle the noise it makes or like the textures. So I'll probably go in and like do a little bit of touch ups. 
And then I think after bedrooms is like uh, the hallways and stairs. So then I'm going to work on that area next. You're saying you have your daily tasks and then these loop tasks Mm -hmm. together that takes 15 minutes or is it 15 minutes each? The daily tasks are through the day. So that's like a daily routine. Like it's built into our day like that. And then the loop tour task areas, because I go by area, I'm not like focusing on like, you know, vacuum or whatever. That usually takes me no, no more than 15 minutes. And I don't even do that every day. It's usually like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, whenever I can slash want to do it. Um, and the fall, winter, usually way more. Um, done like the summer, like the summer, like you guys were saying earlier, one of you, you know, it's a lot different. It's like a mm-hmm. bomb here. Cause we're outside way more. We're adventuring more. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's the daily tasks? Can you like list them all? And these are ones you do every single day or five days a week. Or- so the daily chore checklist is something that I use as a guide. I don't always get every single thing done on it. In fact, I probably miss like two things most days, But then it kind of helps me to reframe for the next day. If I have extra time, I'll make sure that I prioritize, you know, hand washing dishes or whatnot. Um, So my daily tour checklist includes making our beds, tidying the bedroom, our own bedrooms, like my kids, but keep in mind, I homeschool. So this is just something we do in our mornings. I get the laundry on dishwasher on wash, hand wash dishes, do go back baskets, which is basically my kids junk, (laughs) putting it in baskets for them. And then they deal with that to put them away or myself, my own junk (laughs) in my go back baskets, wiper counters and table vacuum and sweep the main areas. The ones that I usually miss consistently are hand washing dishes because I don't like doing it (laughs) and my hands get dry and I don't always vacuum or sweep. Some of those are like, I don't do them every day, but in an ideal perfect day, which, you know, doesn't usually happen because life and children, but they're written down because that is like a guide for me. So are you going to bed with a messy house and then in the morning you wake up and do all these? These are spread throughout the day, completely throughout the day. So making beds, tidy bedroom, those are during our morning routine. Um, laundry I put on at the very end of our morning routine. So like we're done our morning routine, we're dressed, we're teeth brushed and all that. I bring, we all bring down the laundry, turn it on. Um, I dry the clothes usually right after lunch. It's just like a rhythm of our day that works. I'm a work from home homeschooling mom. So I am home all day. So like, this is just our rhythm. The dishwasher, turning the dishwasher on varies very much because there's seven of us, right? So it's any, it varies completely because of that. It's not like once a day, sometimes on twice a day with the load. It's just like, if there's clean dishes in the dishwasher, one of my kids, I'll ask them to unload it. And then I reload it right away. Um, if I see it and if I have time, uh, cause you know, sometimes I'm dealing with like an hour long tantrum times two today from two different children and, uh, washing dishes. That would be like, usually after supper. And usually my husband does that one. If I ask him, cause otherwise, like if I don't ask him, he just doesn't think to do anything. Yes. And it's not because he doesn't want to, it's just uh-huh. how his brain functions. Um, I have a yep. child like that too. It's called something. <laughs> yeah. So I have a problem Yeah, <laughs> where I don't like anyone washing my dishes except me because I can always, they, it doesn't get done right. Right. And I don't, I actually don't wear gloves, Brie, but not because of, it's actually a weird reason. I want to feel and make sure I got They're the clean thing. Yeah. yeah because, yeah. 
Because the thing is, is my dishwasher isn't that powerful. And so if I put something in there that has something that's stuck on, it won't clean it. That's mm. why I don't use gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like tidying the house. And again, it doesn't happen every night. But when I can, like, vacuum the floors after the kids go to bed, you know, with all the little bits of Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> and the cereal has got ground mm-hmm. into the carpet somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just doing a quick vacuum and getting some dishes done really helps me mentally mm-hmm. to wake up and be like, oh, okay, my kitchen's not a disaster. This mm-hmm. is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's funny because I used to be like that too. At the end of the day, I do my full kitchen and stuff, but I was noticing the last like six months that I'm just like, my two youngest keep me so busy. We have a dog too. So like we're busy, physically busy, exercising, like walking and busy, busy, busy. By the end of the day after supper, I'm just like toast. I actually have way more energy in the morning. So that's when I've been doing most of my kitchen, like tidying lately. So mm. sometimes my daily tortillas checklist is like, I'm actually sweeping and like hand washing dishes in the morning. But again, my life, and the rhythm of my days, it would be very different from like a mom who's working full time or like, hopefully, you know, people can apply these ideas to their own lives and kind of like see where it would fit in their days. And like, I talked about the loop tour checklist too, but like, I just have seven areas and I just loop through them and I don't have to do everything in full in each area either. I'm like, Hey, this room is actually pretty clean. I'm just going to like do a little organizing in the closet and then move on to the next area. The next time I'm doing the loop chores. So the loop planning chores, those are area specific of the house. So that's like, that's how I've made them. Okay. So you like break down the whole house by area and then whatever that day is that you're doing the bedrooms then you use that time to like extra deep clean the bedrooms or do organizing or all whatever, honest things. to goodness, whatever I feel like, or whatever I notice that needs to get done. And I do have like a master, you know, cleaning or tidying kind of task list to like, you know, remind me of like, you need to clean the windows or remember to like dust the uh, fan or something. Cause those are tasks that I will totally forget about. Is like the bathroom, one of the loop chores. So the bathrooms, I tack on to bath night. We get bath night every Saturday before, like we go to church Sunday morning. So we always get a bath on Saturday nights. My husband bathes the two little kids, the three and six-year-old. Um, my two older are nine and 11. So I'm like, get a shower, wash your hair, you know, making sure they do the steps, but they don't have to do anything other than that. So when they're all getting baths, I clean the bathrooms. So, you know, I'll do the floors or whatever needs to be done. And some weeks it's only the toilets, but one of my kids loves cleaning the toilets. So he does the toilets often during the week. Like the kids do stuff like that too. It just depends on the day, like where their chores focuses on, because I do the same thing for them. I'm like, you're working on your bedrooms right now. Next week, we're going to work on hallways take this magic eraser. There's your chore task task for this afternoon. Um, yeah, the kids do daily chores and like the loop chores too. Like, you know, a few a week usually for that loop chore. So yeah, I tack on cleaning the bathrooms onto bath night. So that way, you know, toilets are consistently done or whatever else. And if I have more time, like I'll wipe down the walls or I'll organize a drawer or whatever. I love doing that too during bath times, like Mm -hmm. once a week at some Mm -hmm. point when they have a bath, just clean the whole bathroom. It's so nice because they're contained and I know where they are. Yeah. They're they're like, 
two yeah. and four and there you know so go ahead splash yeah. go for exactly. it. exactly it's like oh that's just water for me to clean the floor with perfect yeah. so <laughs> kelly do your kids mm-hmm. only take a bath once a week is that what you're saying no so that's <laughs> our um most days actually they hop in the tub but like getting their hair washed getting a bubble bath like the whole you know top to bottom my bigger kids you know they're in the mud all the time so like most days in the summer they're hopping in the shower you know to rinse things off or clean up and the two littles usually like to get a bath at the end of the day but it's like the big bath where there's lots of water and maybe a bubble bath and you can scream and get your hair washed day (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like an extended bath okay (laughs) yeah my big boys also usually do showers so Kelly, how do you have time for it all with four children and being a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling? How how do you have time for all of this? Oh, and I work with clients and I have my own social media and blog and stuff. Good question. Oh, <laughs> Good question. The short answer is I don't make time for it all at all times. Like it's impossible. I can't keep up with everything. There's always like give and take there's give and take in the host. There's, you know, sometimes that I have to be like, Hey honey, like asking my husband, can the two little kids go to your parents for the day? So like they're retired, they'll take the two kids for the day and then I can get caught up and stuff at the home. That's kind of, you know, things like even just like phone calls to make appointments or like some meal planning stuff, because I can't get the gym with the two little kids. They're so, so physically busy. Like we're just always moving. So that's kind of like a little strategy that I use to try to, you know, catch up on like host stuff. Um, I do work almost, you know, Monday to Friday every day for a couple of hours. So that, you know, that is kind of prioritized in the afternoon during our quiet time periods, but basically, um, everything in my life and our home, I touch it periodically and slowly, uh, but it does get touched. It's just that it doesn't look like I'm on top of everything at all times because I'm not, it's just like, I'm doing a little bit of this. I'm doing a little bit of this or as a family, you know, we do chores together too. Of course, I'm not doing everything, um, with the host and whatnot. My husband's involved and my kids are, and my dad lives with us too. So he does a lot of the handy, handy dandy fix the sink when my kids throw eggshells down and kind of stuff. Um, it happened last <laughs> week, right? He's like, the sink is anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really do rely heavily on daily routines and rhythms, um, for chores, for my work time, for homeschooling routines, like, and I adjust when I need to adjust. Like this morning we had big plans to like, um, what was I going to do this morning? Go for a walk with the dog, with the kids and just have like a good, you know, kind of that kind of morning. But someone was screaming for an hour and I was like, let's watch a movie because nobody was happy. And there's somebody just constantly screaming. And usually I try to calm people down, you know, for over saying let's do Paw Patrol or whatever. But I was like, okay, let's pivot. Let's change this. So I took my work time this morning when they were watching a movie at like 10 o'clock. Normally it's at quiet time in the afternoon. So, and then we ended up going for a hike in the afternoon. So it's like, it's been really hard for me though, because I was a teacher, like a trained teacher. So I'm used to like, you know, structure, like, and, and, your brain to learn how to be flexible like that. It's a skill. And it's something that is to be practiced to learn constantly to pivot, to be flexible, to change things and to be able to be like, okay, what am I going to put in there? What's it going to look like? So it's definitely like a skill. And anyways, that's kind of like an overview of how I do things. It's not stressful. It usually isn't stressful either. There's usually 
something I can do that is going to help bring everything together again. Like my, my husband was sick for, he had long COVID like in, in springtime. So that was really stressful on me because I was doing stuff till 10 at night and I had to, I had to take care of the dog, the cats and the kids and everything in the house. But, you know, like in-laws will step in to give me a day or whatnot. So you can be creative with what you've got and just keep moving forward because as you move forward and you keep adjusting things, you know, you're going to be able to get better at these kinds of things and juggling those things. Um, but also not trying to keep on top of everything and letting go of perfectionism along the way. Cause you realize I can't, I can't be perfect. And yeah. it's just like humanly not possible. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I don't know if you girls would agree with this, but I feel like God's also given us a little bit of grace when you the more kids you have it's like so I only have one right now and he's two and a half and he wants to be playing with me constantly he doesn't have a companion to play with like as you have like two then they can play with each other while you do stuff and then as Mm -hmm. you have three and four Mm -hmm. and they get Mm -hmm. older you have the like you said you have the boys that will clean the toilets yeah. and so it's almost like you you have more mess because you have mm-hmm. more kids yeah. but then the kids are now starting to help and play with each other so you're yes. able to be freed up more too yeah it's kind of like god designed it to just mm. help you as you mm-hmm. grow <laughs> and but then you're also dealing with things like sibling fights mm. and stuff too so but it yeah I'm definitely not in the season of like just young kids. That was definitely a very different season, which you're in Kimmy. So give yourself a lot of space and grace, but also like keep growing and moving towards making rhythms and routines that work for you in this season of life. Yeah, no, that's good. Kelly, you mentioned how formerly you were a teacher and learning to be flexible and adjust has taken some time and practice. So would you say you've always kind of leaned more toward the structured and routine side of things or in the past, did you prefer to be more spontaneous? No, I was probably always pretty structured and yeah, I'm just like thinking of my childhood and like in my young adulthood, I mean, I had trauma in my past too. So a lot of people who have trauma like to have a very like, structured and, um, kind of environment because you can't control things outside, but you can control things kind of like in your bedroom or like your schedule or whatnot. So it was definitely very, very structured. And I would get triggered when things didn't go the way that I thought they wanted them to go. Like I would get like really stressed out. So it's been a long process, not just of like practicing being flexible, but also like receiving healing from like realizing that, some of this actually comes from trauma, but from being so wanting to be structured and getting frustrated when things would change, which is constantly with children constantly. So I had to work through a lot of that too. So a lot of times it's a lot deeper than just being like, Oh, I'm a perfectionist or I just like things the way they are. And like most things in life, like with us and our hearts are so much deeper than that. So yeah, I used to be very, very structured. And then, um, as time went on and I've been a mom for like almost 12 years now, and also, you know, have, have gone to therapy and like realize all of these tendencies in myself. 
it's really, really helped me to become more flexible, to become more spontaneous and not be as controlled because control, that's another thing, you know, people with trauma or different personalities try to control because it makes them feel safe. Yeah. That's been really helpful for me to like, you know, practice all of those things, practice being flexible and whatnot. And also like going deep, deep, deep in that too. Cause I, I know a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have a really practical question. Mm -hmm. How, how do we create a routine? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good question. So firstly, you need to decide on like what you want the routine to be. Is it going to be like chores, your daily routine, like laundry, work? Is it going to be like washing your face routine? So decide what you want the routine to be. Um, cause you know, some are going to be more complicated than other and then others. And then think about like your frustrations with your current routine. Some people think, Oh, I don't have any routines, but I beg to differ because all of us have routines, whether or not we have them written down or not. Like maybe the routine is no routine or like, Oh, let the laundry pile up until we want to burn it and then wash it. <laughs> That's their routine, right? Like that is their routine. So write down those frustrations about that current routine, write down what you would like to change about that. So for instance, laundry is such an easy one to start with and think about. So maybe the frustration is like, we've got too many clothes or it piles up and that drives me crazy, or it sits in the washer and I don't put it to the dryer. Okay. So that's a frustration. So how, what would I like to change about that? I would like to change to make sure that I remember to switch over that wash. How am I going to remember that? Okay. I'm going to put like a note on my fridge. I'm going to put a note on my phone, or I'm only going to do it. Like after I eat my lunch, when I eat my lunch, then I'm going to put it in my washer, whatever kind of like, I forget what that's called, but that's like in a habit stack. Yeah. Like a habit stack. Remember Mm -hmm. it's, it's a trigger too, for you to remember that. And then uh, once you have like kind of done that, like your frustrations, what you would like to change, kind of think about what you want it to look like. Cause I can't tell you what your routine should look like. Cause I don't know what routine it is. I don't know your detailed frustrations and what you want to do, but you try out a routine that you think you want to try um, with that laundry routine example is giving. So you try it out and then you pause and readjust if it still is kind of stressful for you and to be like, okay, I was being too optimistic here. Let's scale back a bit. Um, and adjust it, but keep moving forward until you like hit a sweet spot. The last thing for making your own routine, um, or figuring out how to make that routine for yourself is just be consistent with what you want to try for a routine. And then you can kind of test and tweak as you're doing the routine. Cause giving up isn't going to get you anywhere. Um, but being consistent and then tweaking it as you go forward, that's super key. How long do you try and do routine? Do you give it a week, three weeks? For our family and for everything, like it all depends. Like sometimes I'll know right away, like for my kids, for homeschooling routines, I'm like, okay, that really didn't work. And I know it's not going to work. I was very optimistic about that. I, I really don't like have a set time, but usually like a good week, I would say. Okay. What's a routine that maybe you've tried in the past that didn't work out for you? And what adjustments did you make then to, you know, to fix the situation? I would say just having way too structured chore routines. Like 
chores were tied to days like Monday, do this Tuesday, do this Wednesday, do this. And that works for some people and might work for maybe they have one kid or they like that kind of thing, but that just stressed me out, like having Mm -hmm. to do it on certain days. And then, um, Oh, I would never be caught up and I would always feel like I'm behind and then I would just get stressed out and then I just wouldn't do it. And then I gave up for a time doing like a lot of chores because I just couldn't figure out what would work for me at all. And then I loosely started the daily chore task list, probably like a year and a half to two years ago, everything's a work in progress, right? That, and then I had to figure out, okay, what's going to work for me to get doing the other stuff in the house instead of letting it pile up. And then I do it all at once because that's what was happening. And it was just like, it was just too much. And now it's definitely too much with four kids is the loop chore, the like looping through different chores. So at least I do them versus not do them. Yeah. Like I haven't touched like the office since January. So it's kind of a bomb (laughs) right now. Like my husband is down here and my kids and they come, uh, maybe I'll assign that for their task area next or whatever, but like, I haven't touched this room since January, but I know that I did the windows. I did the floors. I did the walls. Everything was organized. I'll probably get back to it again in January and that's okay. <laughs> so you, you said you kind of work with clients, right? Cause I'm just like, I'm curious how, cause I think I am an oddball in the four of us where I actually think I would do better with a Mondays, I do this Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I do this because I feel like the loop thing, I would just keep putting it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I actually, I don't feel bad when I don't get to stuff mm-hmm. and I kind of need somebody to make me feel bad. So I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a child so, like that. He responds really well to like extreme firmness yeah. and he loves it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Cause I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you probably, you don't need it. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think the three of you, you don't need it because you're you know, as Gretchen Rubin from the happier podcast would say, you're all upholders. I would assume (laughs) is what I'm guessing. You Mm -hmm. all just like, you have these goals and you meet them and you do Mm -hmm. them. And when you don't, you get upset. And whereas me, I'm a questioner. (laughs) I just am like, well, why do I have to do that? And, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I, I need some outer accountability to (laughs) to force me to do stuff and I'm just curious with clients like do you see like is it like 50 50 or do you I I actually when when I said I have clients I have social media clients so I have okay three social media clients I do like social media branding and all that kind of stuff graphics but I recently started um opening up to receive like coaching clients with simple home mom because I have been asked before but I'm not like push marketing it or anything. I'm just kind of like, if anybody comes my way, I'll be open to it. But I mean, in my DMS, I'm constantly, you know, coaching moms. So, so you're, you asked your question that you asked was how many people come to you that would be like you versus me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, most people that have come to me get very overwhelmed with that kind of strategy of tied to different days. I'd say that's definitely like a smaller percentage of people most people do um, like something that's a little more easygoing, but still moving them forward. You can apply the loop strategy to certain days. So you can be like, I do my chore task area or whatever 
um, loop you want to use, whether it's vacuuming, sweeping or whatever, you can be like, I'm going to do them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And this is the loop. And Hey, if we have an appointment Tuesday, I know I have to do that next thing on Wednesday and then just kind of keep moving it through that. So there are ways to adjust to that kind of temperament. Um, or personality, whichever it is. I think temperament is children. Personality is adults. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that like a couple of years ago. So, oh, okay. So kids anyways. Yeah. So there are ways to make that work for your kind of. Yeah. Another thing, like, I know that there's different Emily and I've talked about this, how there's like a few different people on like YouTube, like the fly lady clean. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. there's a, a bunch of different like yes. ways you could mm-hmm. do cleaning. Yeah. And one of them that I had seen was doing a chore for 15 minutes and then like setting a timer and only doing it for 15 minutes. And then wherever you are, you stop. And so I wonder if I did implemented something like that, like Mondays I do this, but I'm only doing it for 15 minutes and wherever I am, I stop. Mm. Like maybe that wouldn't be as stressful or Mm -hmm. because you still are giving yourself the flexibility and the grace that like, well, I'm not going to get it all done, but I did my 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You could totally do that. That, But that's, that's where the experimenting comes in, right? Like experiment with it. You never know when you're going to come across something that is going to really work for you. And that's how you build out your own routines and rhythms by testing and tweaking. And I think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's fun. You know? Yeah. When you see it, not as this like big, bad wolf, like when you see it, like a fun experiment. Yeah. It just mm. becomes more enjoyable. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not like tied to your worth as a person mm-hmm. or your success mm-hmm. as a mom, then yeah. it can just be about you know, experimenting and figuring out what works for you and for your family and your Mm -hmm. routine. And it really takes away that guilt or shame of like not fitting into the, you know, somebody else's routine. And I think that helps a lot. Yeah. So on that note, our last question for you is what advice would you give to another mom who feels overwhelmed? So my advice that I give which I usually say in most podcasts now is start small, really start with one place. And this was not what I did. I went like crazy. I was like, read all the books. There was no Instagram, right? There was no Instagram community or anything. It was like, read all the books, declutter all the things. (laughs) Um, But really like start small, start with one place. I started with like the laundry made a routine instead of having nothing. Once I mastered that, I moved on to something else, you know, like I was decluttering my clothing or like whatever it was. I don't remember exactly. So just start with one thing, get that move on to something else, because no matter what kinds of brains we have, when we try to do everything all at once, it's just too much because we like, we can't do that. That's way too much information to try to figure out all at once. So yeah, that's what I would recommend for that. And to keep moving forward, make those changes as you go. And also to reach out to other people and find community because, oh my goodness, like the minimalist mom community where I met Emily, we learn so much from each other. Like Mm -hmm. everybody has different ways of seeing things. We're all very similar in many ways too, but like different ideas and like, it's so inspiring (laughs) and encouraging get other ideas from other people and like gives us motivation to, you know, Mm -hmm to just keep moving forward. And 
I, I know like my circle on Instagram, most of us are, we're also like encouraging, you know, not being like perfect, you know, have perfect homes, have perfect everything. It's not about that. It's just like doing what works for our families in the seasonal life. And it's definitely not about like shaming. I've definitely been shamed about like the state of my home, uh, within like, yeah. And, and it's just like, that's just silly. That's just, mm-hmm. silliness. I'm not here to yeah. be perfect. I'm not here to keep my house perfect. And yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So this is good housekeeping, you know, from the magazine, good housekeeping. This is their cleaning quiz on housekeeping knowledge and cleaning habits. And Camille, you would appreciate this because like the main image for the quiz, don't go look at it so you're not cheating or anything, but the main image is a bunch of sponges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are they neutral colored sponges? They are not. Oh. They're bright yellow then and I do- blue. Then I do not appreciate it. I do not appreciate it. <laughs> Well, the first paragraph is about how your new sponge you unwrapped just last week, or was it last month, starts to look kind of raggedy. You know, how often should you be replacing it kind of thing? That did make me think of you because I know your whole thing with sponges. (laughs) Yes. The first question is supposedly an easy one. How often do you wash your sheets? A, every week or two, or B, once a month or when I remember. A. A. I'm in between. I'm definitely a B. Really? It's like I'm so bad about remembering to wash sheets. I don't know what my deal is. But doesn't have- the smell get to you? So okay, when I started dating Ryan and he he was in college, like I'd go over to his dorm room and I could just smell <laughs> that his sheets hadn't been washed in so long. Oh. And when it starts to get that smell, I'm just like no (laughs) (laughs) so like the other night I was laying in bed with Bennett because he had woken up during the night and I was laying in bed with him and I was like smells really bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm definitely more of a like when I remember (laughs) to do it maybe I'll be a little bit better about it in the winter time because summer you know it's summer I'm my goal is to get up to once a month Make it part of a routine of yours. I need yeah. to. Yeah. I need to just work that into my weekly loop, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wash like mine a, every two weeks. I'm an yeah. every weeker. I guess that's like, I don't know. It's like you guys are so much better at dusting than I am, but like washing my <laughs> sheets and towels, I do often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good housekeeping says that you should wash it every week. You should wash your sheets every week or two. Because of a buildup of germs, sweat, and body oil. And it they mm-hmm. say, according to their cleaning lab, where they test these <laughs> things, I guess, <laughs> that the longest that you should wait before changing out your sheets is two weeks. So I believe it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about cleaning your mattress? Either A, you vacuum it once in a while, or B, cleaning your mattress is a thing. That one. <laughs> Uh-huh. B. B. we have like a mattress cover on ours like yeah, ours is a memory foam we have a cover on it I washed that one I don't know a few times a year because there's like 
a sheet on top of it and it doesn't really get right yeah yeah like you have a fitted sheet yeah that's weird this is what they say you're supposed to do vacuum it and spray it every few months spray it with what lysol lysol (laughs) yeah that's weird that is so weird it says bad uh, bugs (laughs) it says that (laughs) just washing your top sheet regularly won't cut it (laughs) but that you should you know from seven or eight hours of nightly use you'd need to actually like vacuum it out and sprinkle baking soda on it oh yeah i was gonna say baking soda i can see yeah because it it smells it says you can use a garment steamer Mm -hmm. to kill any dust mites on the surface and then spritz with lysol to kill odor causing bacteria and your bed will smell so fresh and clean you'll sleep like a baby (laughs) But, but here's the question how many deaths are recorded per year of people dying from a dirty match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I suppose that for those of us who have like mattress toppers, we could wash that mm-hmm. once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah, same. <laughs> so then you don't really have to do anything. I know that you guys, like Emily and Bree, you guys flip your mattresses, right? Mm-hmm yeah rotate it i can't like flip it over because it has a special like pillow top thing on it yes but that's, that's like built in ours yeah but i yes. we rotate it 90 no 180 degrees yeah <laughs> okay so that's probably what i need to do because we haven't rotated it but i can't flip it because of how mm-hmm. it's a hybrid bed and so it has like coils in a certain spot and like you know like the memory foam in another certain spot so it wouldn't yeah. be good okay the question is have you been washing your pillows a is uh dot 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 and b is yes but probably not as often as i should <laughs> that one for me <laughs> yeah i have I'm... never washed my pillows i have washed... no really no <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it often, but I also have like, Ikea has those like, what are they called? (laughs) It's a pillowcase, but you put it underneath your pillowcase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a mattress protector for your pillow. Yeah. So I have all those. I Mm -hmm. have those too. The zippered ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So then I'll put a pillowcase over (laughs) that. And so I'll wash those not as often as the pillowcase, but I will wash them. Yes, I do that. So there's like a case inside your pillowcase? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it like crinkly? No. No. It's, it's like fabric? Just, yeah, the ones I have are, like I said, Ikea, and they kind of look like quilted. Yeah. Huh. Why don't my pillows have that? <laughs> well, you have to buy them separately. Yeah, you buy oh. them separately. Okay. Like I a bought mattress them. protector. I started buying them because of our Airbnb. If, if something like they had a nosebleed or something, I didn't want it ruining the actual pillow. So I wanted protection underneath the pillowcase. Oh, smart. So. so they say you should wash your pillows every six months and replace yeah. okay. them when they lose their shape. Okay. Um, and they say with feather pillows, you can totally throw them in the washing machine. You just throw, you know, with any pillows, you can wash two at a time with a small amount of detergent and then 
when you put them in the dryer, put in some dryer balls to help like fluff them up. Do you know how to check if your pillow needs to be replaced? No. It's uncomfortable. Once it goes flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so apparently if you can fold it in half and it doesn't spring back, then it means it's done. Oh, well, see, that makes I, sense. Need, I need like a really squishy, floppy, like down hmm. alternative that squishy pillow because I like to like mush it under my head and like hold it. I kind of mm-hmm. do too. Yeah, I don't like a. I used to love Bouncy. a really firm pillow. Now I can't. It's like too too much elevation from my mm-hmm. head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's that should be more of like a personal preference thing mm-hmm. on pillows. Yeah, like, Brian can only stand pillows that are like an inch thick. <laughs> it's like as soon as I'm done with the pillow, then I can like give it to Brian. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about this one? So what about your loofah? A no, don't use them. I don't know. Or B, I don't use one. I don't use one. B. B. It's very 90s. Yeah, Emily uses them. I do. <laughs> I like, you know, the, I get like the pink fluffy ones. Gosh. I don't even know I, how you use them. <laughs> Is I it have... like a face cloth, but a loofah? No, they're those balls no like I know the... what they are but like I remember having one when I was like younger I remember putting lots of soap in it and like making it full of soap but I and don't like remember all... actually cleaning myself or anything with it <laughs> it's like you oh, make it all like fluffy yeah. and then and then yeah you, you just use it like a washcloth and oh but yeah it's fluffy. so I had a I had a um conversation with a co-worker once about this Cause I was telling her how I just used a bar of soap, like just the bar, <laughs> like I don't even use a washcloth. She was like, how is that cleaning you? I'm like, it's soap. <laughs> like, like she couldn't grasp the concept of just using like the bar. Uh-huh. I like using a washcloth cause I like the exfoliating. Yeah, I agree. That's why I like loofahs cause they have the exfoliating I don't know if I should tell this story. I had a bad experience with a loofah <laughs> once, though. <laughs> I think it was last summer because we were gone from our house for like like three weeks, maybe. We rented our house on Airbnb while we were gone. And so I put my loofah thing like in the storage room. And I don't know if it was totally dry. Probably not. When I came back, I like threw it back in the shower. And then when I went to go take a bath, I was like, what is on this? <laughs> And it was like some kind of like bug, oh. like eggs in oh, the gosh. And I was just like, at first I didn't know what it was, and I was really confused. And then I like oh, dear. it out, and I was like, I'm never gonna find one of those again. So Gross. I did have a bad loofa experience. Ugh. So now, <laughs> yeah, it took me a really long time to get. <laughs> something else similar and the one i have now <laughs> is more like the natural loofah mm-hmm. sponge not okay. like the plasticky one so i feel like it's better <laughs> well but how long how often does it say to clean it says or- don't don't use one <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh there you go it says specifically like the natural sponge loofahs you should only keep for four weeks and then the plastic ones, two months. You're supposed to soak them in diluted bleach solution every week. 
That's just too much maintenance. That's way mm-hmm. too much work. Yeah. Just <laughs> using a washcloth. Yeah. <laughs> or my hand. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. What about your shower curtain? A. Oh. <laughs> you spritz it once in a while, or B. You have a bit of a mildew problem. Or C. You buy a new one. <laughs> or D. You only have fabric shower curtains, so you just throw it in the wash periodically. Okay. <laughs> We have lots of options here. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. E, you have glass shower doors with your curtain hanging mm-hmm. in front of it, so then you don't <laughs> wash it very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They say to wash it whenever you see mildew, and they say not to throw away your shower curtain once it's dirty, but put your plastic or vinyl liners in the washer. My $4 vinyls. I know that's the thing. I've tried this before. Like I did too. It never worked. It nope. does not work. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Just <laughs> if you want a plastic liner, just get a new one. Yes. Or if you just do fabric, then you can just wash it. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. So in the kitchen, how often do you replace your sponge? I don't have a sponge. <laughs> oh. oh, what do you use? For what? <laughs> your dishes uh just a cloth like one of those like norwex mesh cloth oh that's all that we use here i've had that for like i don't know seven years the same one wow i wash it (laughs) (laughs) so there's two options are a my sponge has gone through hell and back or b (laughs) gross sponges are my pet peeve I'm B, yeah. 100%. I'm somewhere in between. Like, I'll replace my sponge, like, once it's got, like, a knife cut or, like, starts looking pretty bad. Probably once a month. See, I don't like sponges at all. I'm, I use, like, a cloth of some kind or the brush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. I love I my sponge. I can't handle sponges. Hannaford is now selling natural sponges again, I Ooh, found. Nice. but. But they're not that great quality. Mm. They're they're not compared to the Grove ones. The Grove ones are just really better quality. They say if you use a sponge, you should soak it in bleach weekly. Yeah, my parents have like a sponge disinfectant holder <clears> that <throat> they put it in at every night to oh disinfect my. it. Yeah. They say it's not as effective as the bleach method, but you can also microwave a wet sponge. I've heard of that. Or I've done that before. Dishwasher. Yeah. I've done that before too. I just toss them. <laughs> yeah. That was the last question. I think we did pretty good. That was good. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. So, Kelly, do you have a pillow talk for ending this episode on? <laughs> sure. Um, so, pillow talk is something that I'm loving lately. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Something that I am loving lately. I am a big planner. I love planning. I'm very much like paper and pen, but I also do some things digital for things that I want to keep longer than like today or like a month, you know, I am loving an app or like a website, Asana. Um, There's also comparables out there. There's like Trello and ClickUp, but I'm loving Asana I use it for my work. I use it for homeschooling. I use it for clients and I have some shared lists with my hubby. I was using like for years, like a digital, just like a note, a simple note thing on my Android phone, but this is so much more organized. 
Um, and I just absolutely love it. And I love it, especially for homeschooling. Cause I can like put in links and stuff like easily, like if I go on a certain subject and like click here, here's the math document and like, like upload PDFs and stuff. And it's amazing. Amazing for my work too. And keeping my social media, like organized and stuff. So I'm really obsessing over that the last <laughs> while. That's cool. How do you spell that? Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We actually, we use for our podcast, we use Trello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Trello. I've used, yeah, a few of them, mm-hmm. but that's one I use personally because it has the calendar feature free and which I like the mm-hmm. calendar feature too. Yeah. I was going to ask, is it a free app? There's paid too, just like Trello has, you know, free version and yeah. Okay. So I'm using the free Asana. That's really cool. That mm-hmm. is great for people. Yeah. And you could do your like cleaning routines in it. Yeah. If you're stuff. all for digital, absolutely write it down. That's mm-hmm. great. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and for sharing all of your wisdom and really your life experience. Just all of the things that you've learned and researched and tried out and that you use to help other moms and sharing it with us. It's been really good. I know I've learned a lot of things, Mm -hmm. so I really, really appreciate it. We'll see you on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We should say too, do you have any specific free resources or anything you want to plug? So right now I have some free daily chore checklist printables and the loop chore checklist printables. So they come together. They're free. They're on my blog. I think it's linked out in my bio too. So you can find them, but it's like the very first or second blog in there that you can grab those, especially if you don't have any routines going on at home, you can just follow my method yeah, get those for free. And then if you like graduate and want to do your own thing, like you can get like fillable ones in my um, Etsy shop. And what's your Instagram name again? At simple home mom or simple home mom. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure you're signed up for Kelly's email newsletter because you send out goodies on that all the time. It's fantastic. I know you sent me your meal planning printable that like walks you through simplifying meal planning and it's a whole other like topic but it's definitely saved me many times so good I'm glad to hear that oh wow (laughs) me too (laughs) I'll have to look into that because I need help with that (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Kelly yes thank you Kelly for sharing it was a joy having you on (laughs) you're welcome thanks for having me thank you for hanging out with us today We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod or send us an email at dwellingplacepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you next time right here at The Dwelling Place.